This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 15. In today's episode, we are talking about the S word. Many of us cringe when we hear it, and some of us even get the shakes when we think about doing it. That's right, you guessed it, submission. Well, our guest today is going to dispel the myth of submission and bring a new perspective and shed light on this word and its true meaning. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I am a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. My heart is to truly share my experiences and the lessons that I have learned about life, about being a wife and a mom and the many adventures in marriage. So each week on the show, we will have real conversations intended to help cultivate your heart as a wife by preparing you to be a wife, by becoming a better wife and staying encouraged as a wife. Today, it is so, I'm so excited because we are talking about the S word. Yep submission. It is like a bad word to a lot of women, primarily because I don't think they really understand the meaning or purpose behind it. So today I have a special guest, someone near and dear to my heart. She is an excellent wife, an amazing mom, an incredible entrepreneur, but she just has a beautiful heart for God. And I'm just so encouraged by the way she does marriage, the way she does motherhood and just life overall. So would you please help me welcome my dear friend and sister in Christ, Monique Coleman. Hi, sis. Hey, girly. Good <laughs> to be here. Welcome to the show. I'm super, super excited that um, you're here. Thank you for agreeing to be here because I just think you're amazing. I think what you have done in marriage and how your marriage just is just how people can see the way you interact with your husband. It's just, it's just something that I had to have you on the show because I just was like, we need to learn how to do this S thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The S thing. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Girl, I remember when I was young and I wasn't married and I wanted to be married and I just kind of heard submission and how you need to submit to your husband. I was like, wait a minute. What, what do you mean? Like, don't they have to submit to me? Right. So, you know, I wanted to just ask the first question, like, can you talk a little bit about submission? Kind of what, what is submission? And why do you think so many women start rocking their necks? Right. When you talk to them about submission. Right, right. Well, I love the fact that you titled it the S word because <laughs> truly when it is used, you almost feel like you are saying a bad word. Yes. It's not something that in our culture, I think is easily accepted. Mm-hmm. And um, more times than not, you know, it's received in more of a negative fashion than a positive mm-hmm. one. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that um, we have the opportunity in marriage to kind of debunk that myth and mm-hmm. show what it looks like to walk out godly submission Mm -hmm. and to um, 
honor ourselves and our spouse in that. And so when we talk about submission, submission, just in general, we're talking about coming under the authority of another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's submitting our will to that of uh, someone else. And in so doing, you feel like you're losing control to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it takes a nasty twist to, mm, that's not something I really know that I'm on board <laughs> with, right? So, um, you know, when you talk about not only what it is, but why it is often perceived in a negative notion, mm-hmm. I think that is because we feel in some way like we're losing. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case at all. That's not the case at all. We are winning. We truly are winning. It's, it, it is an um, opportunity and an honor to be able to posture yourself in submission, whether in marriage or in any other relationship mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in which you are afforded the opportunity to grow through the act of submission. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow, that's really good. So how do you do that? Like, how do you posture yourself in, you know, the just your position? Like, that is so good to a place of winning. How do you even do that? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it comes first and foremost from um, having an understanding of who you are. Mm. And I think oftentimes we get caught up in a desire to be in control because pride comes in and we don't Mm -hmm. want to feel as though we have, you know, lost in any way. And so when you know who you are and what you signed up for, it makes it a lot easier authority of another person. Mm-hmm. When I get uh, my first job and I, you know, someone actually says, yes, you are hired, come on board. I am not intimidated by the fact that I'm going to have to answer to someone at some point in my position, mm-hmm. right? I enter into that with excitement because I understand that in coming under that authority, I also have the opportunity to shine myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same in marriage. Um, one thing that I think is beautiful, especially for us as wives, is that we get the opportunity to have lenses into who we choose to submit to. Wow. And so I didn't enter into my marriage thinking, okay, this is about submission, but I have no idea what you know, I'm going to be doing or in, in terms of who I'm going to be submitting to. I chose my husband as a mm-hmm. gift to me. And in so doing, any type of notion or concern I had with submitting is something that I had the opportunity to lay down before the Lord, before saying Mm. yes, and I do. So once I said yes, and I do, I said yes to the notion of submitting to my husband. Ooh, that is so good. When you said that, I got chills because, you know, it's like you said, you choose your husband. So Mm. you say, oh, when you do say I do, that you are really agreeing to, submitting to your husband, but you've chosen to submit to your husband. That's a really important piece of this, I think, sis, because um, even, and I know you know a lot of women too, lots of women don't necessarily understand the magnitude of the purpose behind marriage, Mm -hmm. right? They, they, They get excited because of the wedding. They get excited to know that, okay, they can partner with somebody and be with them for life. And they don't really understand the kind of the weight that go comes along with marriage and being a wife and a husband and, and joining together and the purpose that God has in it to really propel you forward in life. And so this is a huge deal. Like choosing your husband is so important in understanding how to even do that. But like you said, you need to understand who you are first. Um, Right. Yeah. So how do you know? So talk about the, 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 
the piece of competition and being in, you know, the being intimidated. Like, I think they kind of go hand in hand when in marriage, because like you said, it's the struggle of not feeling in control, but is it, but where does competition and intimidation kind of creep into that? Yeah, I think it's the, um, one thing is, is to understand the stance that like my spouse is not my enemy, right? So mm. I'm not competing against my husband. I'm on mission with him. And so when I think about the word submission, I break it down into two parts. So it's submission. Sub Mm -hmm. means to come under and I'm coming under the mission that we're on together. Mm. And so when I know that we are on this mission together for the calling that God has placed on our family, then I can come under agreement that we're going to walk this thing out together. Mm. And then it's no longer a competition. It's a commission to go and do what it is that God has sent us forth. in. Wow. Wow, that's so good. And did can you and it may be, you know, too, too much for this conversation, but how do you know what the mission is for your family? Like, is there a way that you can even explain to the listeners how they can even start to even discover what that is? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. And it is one that is um, locked and loaded, right? So there's a lot that goes into that. But just um, at a very surface level, we we talked in the beginning about identity and knowing who you are. Um, And that is so critical when you come into a union, because if I come in uh, independently knowing and sufficient in my relationship with God and with knowing who I am and how I'm wired, and then I have my spouse who has put in the same work to get to that same point, then when we become interdependent on each other, then we're walking out that mission together. Mm -hmm. And so it comes from knowing uh, who you are, what am I gifted in? How am I wired? How can I go back through the course of my life up to this point? And how have I seen myself being used to impact the world around me, to Mm. impact those that I have the privilege to to walk hand in hand with or bump elbows and shoulders with uh, at one point or another. Mm -hmm. And when you can see those common threads and you start to get a picture of how you're wired, what is your gifting? When God um, intersects your path with someone who is on that same path towards him, Mm -hmm. then there are some overlaps in how you're used of God and what your strengths are and how um, you are a sharpened, truly iron sharpened irons relationship Mm -hmm. to be able to grow and continue on mission together. So when, when I get married and I said, I do to my husband, I didn't, I didn't shift course. I was always on path Mm -hmm. towards running my race, right? Mm -hmm. Our paths intersect and we start running together. Mm -hmm. I no longer have to go at it, just me. And so that becomes our mission and being able to have those discussions and to see where there's overlap and what really burdens my husband's heart, what burdens mine and, and what really is that mission that we foresee. Okay. This is the, the, the thumbprint that we're going to leave here to propel others towards Christ. Mm. And that helps to, to, to form the mission of not just our marriage, but our family and our kids get the opportunity to roll up under that and be mm. on mission, right? To submit to us in that mission as well. Mm. So it's submission is often um, seen in, in a negative light because you feel like you're the one that's getting the short end of the stick. Mm. But ultimately we're all submitting 
It's just a matter of who are you submitting to? Mm-hmm. And truly in marriage and just in life, when I know that the ultimate submission of my walk comes to Christ and Christ alone, mm-hmm. then it makes it a lot easier to submit to my husband because the ultimate submission occurred when I laid down my life for Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Wow. That is really good. Um, and so, you know, when you mentioned about, um, just your identity. And I think even understanding um, just what what God means by submission, I think, you know, because some of our listeners don't, don't know God, or some of our listeners don't know, or there may have a new, newly found relationship with, Mm -hmm. with the Lord. So they don't know just the, the different terms and, you know, what God means by submission and, and submitting. And so can you kind of talk a little bit about that from the perspective of someone who maybe have a brand new relationship with God. Yeah, definitely. Because ultimately to understand the idea of, of submission doesn't mean that you have to be a believer in order to understand or walk out Mm -hmm. that concept in your marriage or in life. However, I think the beauty in it is that as we submit, we get to see a clearer picture of who Christ is. Mm-hmm. So not only do as so, uh, do you enter into a marriage and have the opportunity to grow through submission, you also have the privilege to get to know who your creator is in it. Mm-hmm. And so whether you um, are a believer or not, or are not a believer, the understanding that my ability to submit or come under the authority of someone else grows and increases as I do the hard work to get to know myself mm-hmm. and be affirmed in the identity of who I am. Ooh. Okay. I need you to say that again. That was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, ultimately it comes down again to the fact that whether I am a believer or not, the opportunity that I gain in submission is it, it only increases as I do the hard work to get to know who I am how I'm wired, what I'm created to do, how I'm meant to impact the world around me. And when I take that charge on seriously and wholeheartedly, I am more postured to come under the authority of my husband, of a leader, of um, someone that that I'm just walking out life next to, whatever that looks like, because I'm assured in myself of who I am so I can come in a humble posture to submit under the authority of someone else. Wow, 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 wow. Ooh, that was, that is so good, so good. And it talks a little bit about, like you said, running your own race, like Mm -hmm. understanding where your lane is. So when you, you are firmly planted in your purpose and understanding the lane that you run in, your your the competition doesn't even have an opportunity to creep in because you already know that's not my lane (laughs) right yes so good exactly exactly so good and then um and so can you talk a little bit about even in your own marriage you know did you always have how long have you been married now so we've been married 14 years okay 14 years and so Mm -hmm. when you first got married the did, was it very easy and kind of seamless for you to kind of walk into the the power, so to speak, of submission and what God intended as a wife? Um, or did you, you know, have to learn over the last 14 years? And if so, how, you know, <laughs> how did you, um, I guess, overcome some of those? Is it fear or just like this discomfort of feeling like you're losing control? 
Right, right. Well, I mean, I think it's a great question. And for me, my personal story was not one of just coming automatically like, yes, I said I do. I love this. I'm going to submit because that's what I signed up for. No, ma'am. I wish it was that easy, but that's just not my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in a um, a single family household. My mm-hmm. mom just was a hard, hard worker. And I always saw her run her household, run her business, run the endeavors that were in front of her. And it was a single-handed act, right? It, it appeared to be as such. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I had always been one that was very much in control of my life. Like, okay, I know what I need to do. There was no asking of someone else. It was just, this is what the decision is. And therefore I will run forward with it. And when you get married, as we all know, that becomes no longer just a me decision. It's a we decision. Mm -hmm. And so even just having to come and slow down a bit to be able to check in and take a pulse of where we're at Mm -hmm. and how it impacts another person was hard for me Mm -hmm. because I was so used to running my own race, right? Just independent of anything um, or anyone else. And so it really was a learned behavior and and not even so much learned as a, um, a choice, Like I had to choose to say, okay, I am going to be intentional in this area because it doesn't come natural for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first it felt like I was losing. It felt like that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. But as, you know, God really slowed me down and I started to listen to the heartbeat of what I wanted and what I was trying to pursue, I realized that there was a whole lot of I in there. Uh, And so as I stripped some of the eye out and understood, okay, what is it that we are called to? What is it that God is speaking about my life and how I'm supposed to impact others and not just Monique? So um, I really had to reposture my lenses and that helped me to be able to then not only come um, under the alignment of submission, but to enjoy the process of it. Oof, oof because of just because of your perspective that's what shifted and helped you start enjoying the process more I think it 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 helped me by shifting the perspective but it more so helped me by knowing myself better because I no longer attached um I no longer attached my my identity to achievement Mm -hmm. and so when there was a disconnect there then if I wanted to do a and my husband said b and we had to have a discussion about it And we decided, okay, you're saying B, then that's what we're going to go with, even though A was my choice. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that I in any way had not achieved a goal. My identity, I didn't lose any Mm -hmm. piece of who I was just because I didn't get what I wanted. And Uh I was so used to just doing what I wanted Mm -hmm. that it it felt as though if I wasn't doing what I wanted, then I was losing. Wow. And that wasn't the case at all. So I really had to not just reposture my perspective, but I had to firm up um, my identity and my truth and what I was really um, attaching who I was to. That is so good. And and how did you do that? How did you, you know, really kind of even address what you were attaching yourself to? Like, did you... um, did, did you like write a list of things that get on your nerves? Like, how did, you, <laughs> how did you get started? Because I know that that's an area for me too. just, you know, attaching myself to things like to be able to detach yourself from achievement. Huge. Right. OMG. Like that is major nuggets. So how do you start, you know, like if, 
I'm coming to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, sis, I need help. I don't, I just need to detach myself from the achievement of things or, you know, things that I've attached, like I'm wanting my way. And how do you detach yourself from that? Yeah. I mean, I think it was kind of like a combination of multiple things at a very Mm -hmm. practical level. It really was making a quote unquote list, even if it wasn't like physically writing out, Mm -hmm. but taking a mental note of what am I putting my trust in? Mm-hmm. Because it was typically the points in which I felt like um, I, like I was going to lose out that the frustration would, co- would come with not getting my way or not wanting mm-hmm. to, to submit. So it's like, what is it? Answering the very basic question of what is it that you're putting your trust in? Wow. And when I could say that, oh, I'm putting my trust in uh, my bank account or mm-hmm. in this degree or in just anything that was outside of trusting God's best for me mm-hmm. and trusting in him with all my heart and not leaning on my own understanding. When I understood that that was the posture that I had, again, I had a choice to either continue on that route or to say, to do the hard work to self-correct wow. and to allow God to really minister to my heart in those places and, and uproot some false beliefs that I had, uh, not just about myself, but about him. Mm. And so as I grew closer to him, I was able to better understand myself, better understand yeah. my husband and mm. better submit in the relationship that he had gifted me. Ooh. Wow. That's huge. And that, you know, and I think that's what was a big revelation for me um, in my really developing a relationship with God is just one recognizing that it's a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. that it wasn't this religious doctrine of, you know, this bad person, (laughs) like shoving these rules down your throat and, you know, but it was really just this beautiful relationship of developing trust and understanding. And really when I started to learn his voice and what it sounded like, I was able to identify what was in his voice. And um, so like you said, the level of developing relationship and intimacy with God, how it shows you who you are, I think is so beautiful. And I think if we could, I really believe if we as women, as wives could truly walk in that, truly experience that on a very real level, it's so many, so much, so many things that are just angst, this, like the angst and the weight of life would be removed. And so just that process of, I love that, um, of just trusting God wants the, your, the, his best for you, I think is, is another area of really walking in submission well is learning how to trust that God wants what's best for you. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, some, some wives even are like, okay, I already know this is wrong. I already know that this decision is not the right way. Like I just, um, and, and even in my, I have an an example where I totally thought that my, my children would go to private schools like that. I just knew that that was the case because that's what my experience was. Mm-hmm. But Adrian's was not like he went to public schools and he was in the talented and gifted program and kind of kind of kind of all of those things. So we never even had a conversation. But when it was time for Sky to go to kindergarten, I was like, OK, we're just going to go take her to this private school. And he was like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> and I was 
devastated. Like, can we go to this op- open, uh, you know, orientation? And he was very reluctant because, again, we never had the conversation around it. But then when we took um, Sky, where or he and I went on date night, actually, to this orientation for her to go to kindergarten. And it was like the the principal was speaking to Adrian. He talked about the the call on a parent's life to really fan the flame of what God has put on the inside of your child. And we just partner with you and want to do that. Honey, it was like, I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) But it was so funny because initially he was like, no, no, no. But then afterwards he was like, well, I guess you're supposed to send, you know, send Sky to this private school. And, you know, we did for a couple of years, but it was like, that was a huge moment for me because even in the process, I, even though he was like, mm, I don't want to, I'm not going. And he agreed to go to the open house, so to speak. I had to really work on the submission of whatever decision he makes. Mm-hmm. You got to trust that. And, and it was just, I was just thrilled that it went by direction, <laughs> but it really wasn't necessarily my direction. It was really God's direction for sure. But I, it, very early on in our marriage, I just had to learn that. So um, that that was a really great example to me of trusting God and him revealing things to you, even revealing himself or what it is that you're struggling a little bit with submitting in, you know, submitting to in your marriage, that really trusting that God will reveal it to your husband in some way, shape or form. And so I don't know if you struggled with this, but um, what about when, when a wife is like, you know, really struggling with wanting to get her way and she feels like God is taking a little like, too long to reveal <laughs> what it is that she <laughs> desires or wants in her husband? Like, how do we manage that? How do we handle that? How do we gracefully and lovingly walk through those seasons does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. Cause right. Like that, that's just the realness of it. We don't always get our way and we don't always get our way when we want it. Mm-hmm. And so the waiting season is typically not fun. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said that, at, you know, you had to, you said something about being able to trust that God yes. would in time reveal that to your husband. Yeah. And sometimes it's God in time revealing it to us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not always just yeah. um, them getting it wrong. It, it, it's sometimes yeah. it's us getting it wrong and coming to the realization that, um, you know, at some point in time, somebody is going to end up not necessarily getting what they originally had planned. Yes. And being okay with that. But I think one of the biggest things is, and even if we look, um, in the Bible, in Ephesians, where it talks about submitting to your husband, mm-hmm. it it's a mutual submission to one yeah. another out of reverence for Christ, right? right? And so that submission comes because I'm submitting to my husband as unto the Lord. I'm submitting mm-hmm. really ultimately to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what helps is to remember that like, if I'm on the Lord's team, I can't lose. Like mm-hmm. he always has my best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And so I have to trust that even in the hard waiting season, any, even in, you know, knows that might come that I'm, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I can't lose when my heart is postured towards him. 
So mm -hmm. I don't have to get what I want in order to win. I just have to be running my race well. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest thing is to understand that it's not about getting your way. The win comes from continually reposturing your heart towards right. Christ. Mm -hmm. And often the hardest times are not necessarily when I'm not getting my way is really because I took my lens off of truth or I took mm -hmm. my lens off of the mission at hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Ooh, I just feel like, oh, oh, like, you know, <laughs> gut punches. Um, but when you take your lens off of God, oh my gosh, how often, how many times during the day? Right. <laughs> oh, do we have to really put the, put the God lenses back on because we peeked under them. <laughs> we peeked under them to look at a situation or a circumstance or a husband or our kids or any of that. Right. And really having to put that back on to really offer grace and mercy and see them through the lenses of God. It's huge. huge. It's so big. Ooh. So big, you know, and grace is so necessary and mm -hmm. being able to, um, to know that like nothing goes wasted. So it's okay if I thought that we should have, you know, gone to private school and we went to public yeah. or how, whatever yeah. the situation is in your marriage, uh, it's okay for the yes to not come in the way that you thought it was because mm. God doesn't waste anything. Mm. And so in my, in my experience, even in those moments where my husband chose A and I thought we should have went with B. Yeah there was a maturing that occurred. There is a um, mm. sharpening that happens in the midst of us when I choose not to stop my feet and pout and, and yeah. shake my finger and say, I told you so. Mm. But when I truly affirm him and walk hand in hand with whatever that decision is, God uses it. And not because we got it right, because I think sometimes we care way more about the minutia of the details than what God does. <laughs> right. But he honors the heartbeat of what occurred in the moment. Mm. And so there's opportunity there for us to grow in our marriage, for us to grow in love towards each other mm -hmm. um, because of the respect and honor that occurred in submitting mm -hmm. in a certain decision um, or walking mm -hmm. hand in hand in something that I don't necessarily agree 100% with. But I have an opportunity to serve and to love in this way and watch how God shows up. Wow. 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 That is so good. Oh my goodness. I love it. I, um, you know, and so if you, I know you don't have any daughters per se, um, you have two beautiful, amazing boys, but if you had a daughter and you were to kind of she's wants to get married, she's about to get married. She's engaged and, preparing what would you tell her um that you wish you knew before you got married mm, that's so good <laughs> well one thing I would say um and interestingly enough it is the same thing that I that I say to my guys even awesome. now is to know who you are and whose you are yeah and I think for me the biggest um assurance that I had in saying yes to my husband and, and saying I do at the altar was doing the hard work up front that is yeah. continual hard work but it, but accepting the assignment of the hard work up front to know who I am 
so that at the end of the day, I always have a foundation. I always have a level set to come back to. Mm, that's and good. I think that's so critical to any woman that is saying, okay, I'm ready to get married. Know what it is that you bring to the table. Because mm-hmm. when I'm confident in who I am and I know my posture and my stand, I won't settle for anything less. So then when I get to choose who I say yes to, I can make a very informed yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is really good. And I know that, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, when we talk about know who you are, know whose you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times people may say, well, so for example, I, you know, people who may have a tone or be short with people and say, oh, that's just who I am. Right. Mm. Or if people who may be a little aggressive or maybe even passive or because of their life's experiences that have shaped them into thinking that that may be a part of who they are. So for, you know, when you say know who you are, know whose you are, how, you know, like really I, it took a long time for me when I did the hard work too to discover because I, I'm a recovered people pleaser. So it was, you know, me morphing into all of these different people that I thought, you know, family and friends and teachers and boyfriends wanted me to be was not truly who I was created to be. Mm -hmm. So the process of understanding who you are, how do, please share, how do women start the process, process of discovering who they are? That's so good. And I think um, at, at a very um, basic level, something that you even said in terms of knowing, um, you know, the tone that I use towards people mm-hmm. or why I respond in a certain way. Oftentimes we can just, it's easier to just say, okay, well, that's just me and accept who mm-hmm. it is, as opposed to doing the hard work and saying, oh, that's not actually just me. Mm-hmm. I put up that defense system somewhere. Now, why did I do that? Yeah. And doing the hard work to go back and see at what point did I start becoming defensive towards any time that someone asked me a question? Yeah. Oh, because I thought if I get it wrong, then I'm less than. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then where did I attach my identity to? some form of perfection that said you have to get it right or else you don't measure up. Right. right. So then being able to go back and say, I need to uproot that truth because the uproot that lie and replace it with truth Mm -hmm. so that I know the fact that like me being angry, I have a right to be angry. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a right to feel certain emotions, but if that becomes the tone in which I constantly respond to someone, then I have attached myself to anger. And Mm -hmm. now I think that I am anger instead of who I am. And so it's like being able to identify those places that, oh, this might not necessarily have to be the case. Mm -hmm. And it does, it's a process. It's not a one and done, but it's an assignment that we get to choose to sign up for, right? Mm -hmm. And so even going back to your what would you say to a woman or if I had a daughter what what would I say to her and I think that's the that's one of the biggest things is like we get to give our kids a stronger foundation than we launched yeah, from, yeah. in hopes that they will then do the same for theirs right mm-hmm. like generationally mm-hmm. speaking there's growth there mm-hmm. and so I can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I didn't have the same 
positioning that my boys have now in terms of knowing who they are, um, their confidence, uh, their, um, their relationship with, with Christ. If, and whether you're a believer or not, your, your faith is in something. Yeah. And so there is a lot more, um, they are a lot more informed than I ever was at their age. Yeah. And so being able to say, wow, like it was a lot harder for me. I had to do a lot of uprooting. Mm. And while they will have to uproot some stuff, my prayer is that it's less than what I did and it will continue to be less in the generations that follow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, it's very important that we, um, even as, you know, wives and moms, that we are aware of the hard work that we had to do and to be real Mm. with our children about that. Because then they have the opportunity to choose to hit the ground running a little stronger than what we may have. Right, right. Ooh, that is so powerful. So powerful. And I just, um, I remember very vividly in my decision to no longer, I was, I just became completely exhausted with being a people pleaser. And I remember very consciously, like you say, confronting the I guess the experiences of my past and where, when did, when did, when did I attach myself to becoming a people pleaser? When did I mm-hmm. just even totally shrink who I was because I felt I was rejected by, um, you know, the world. And so I remember going to God's word, the truth and finding that a scripture, uh, mine was, I, praise you, Lord, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And it was Mm. so, and I said it over and over again. I put it in a frame on my bathroom and I remember saying it, you know, feeling like if I didn't necessarily like myself or what I look like. And um, I said that and really replacing the lie that I had believed because of the experiences that I had that it really started to renew my mind and transform the way I saw myself and really started replacing the lie with the truth. And there'd be sometimes there would sometimes I would say it 20 times a day. Sometimes it felt like 200 times a day. But then when I realized over the course of maybe 12, 14 months, I didn't feel like I needed to say it as much. I noticed, huh? Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't need to say it because it had become a part of who I was. And I started to understand and walk in the truth of knowing who I am. That's so good. Yes, it is so powerful. And I remember that experience um, very, and I will remember it the rest of my life because there was a very quick moment where um, my son was, he really, um, somebody had told him that he was not good enough. And it was a teacher Mm. and he came home and I could tell his countenance was down and he was sad. And I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, well, you know, my teacher told me that I wasn't good enough. And we, in that moment, in that instant, we completely, we looked in God's word. We started speaking truth to it immediately. And then it was initially, he didn't want to repeat it after me because we know that power of life and death is in your tongue that you've got to speak the truth. Right. So we started, I, we started, I said, I need you to repeat this. I need you to tell me. And finally through tears, we, we said the scripture probably 30, 50 times. And I mean, I got to the point where it's at the top of our lungs and it completely broke. He's never wait, you know, never gone back to the conversation, never the, the, the countenance that I saw on him was completely gone. 
Wow. And it was all because of the experience that I had with speaking truth over myself, into my life, over the lie that I believed. That is so good. So thank you, yes, for sharing in his word. I just, I knew he, God always responds to his word. And he so does, he, he does. And it's right? important to plant those mm-hmm. into, you know, your own heart, into the heart of your children mm-hmm. and into the heartbeat of your marriage. So yes. even to be aware of places that are vulnerable um, places mm-hmm. within your marriage and you have the like you have the authority to yeah. declare that truth over your marriage mm-hmm. so that when there are places that you don't agree or when um, you might not be seeing eye to eye you can speak and declare the truth of mm-hmm. your marriage and mm-hmm. your husband and who he is um, despite whatever the circumstance is yes Oh, that is so good. And, you know, we just have to be reminded as wives, as women, that God has given us the power to do that. Because especially when we go through really tough seasons in our marriage, that we've got to stand in the truth of Mm -hmm. God's word and what he said and believe what he said, despite what we see. That's so good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, even just um, in terms of of looking through the lens of submission, I think we as wives need to understand how powerful our position Mm -hmm. is in Mm -hmm. submitting. And I mean, uh, Christ gave the ultimate submission, right? When he laid down our lives, mm-hmm. he, it, it was something where he, he didn't necessarily want to do it. He, he made his request mm-hmm. known, like, if I don't have to do this, please take it. <laughs> right? right. So we, we, we do have that opportunity, even in a submissive um, relationship to see the power that comes forth in laying down mm-hmm. um, and, and how God honors that and brings forth fruit and births new things in your marriage and in your relationship. It's not a passive place to be. There's mm. so much authority and there's so much power in, in, um, in posturing yourself there if you choose mm-hmm. to do so. Wow. Yes. We're going to have to do another, another podcast on that alone because <laughs> girl, that positioning thing is no joke yes. when it comes to just a wife and understanding her purpose and position and power. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Amazing. So, um, yeah. So any final, um, anything final, anything you want to share with, um, with our listeners about submission, encouragement, um, and just, anything, you know, just life flows out of you, girl. So, <laughs> so good. Well, I mean, I think we covered so much ground. Yeah. One of the things I just want to encourage women to do is, is to see yourself in the truest um, light and what God intended for you to be. Because when you are truly identifying with the best part of who you are and how you were truly wired to live out this life, then you understand the mission and purpose that you have the honor of linking arms with your husband and walking out. And so when, um, when you can really identify that, like, who am I and what am I on mission for, then there Mm -hmm. is a beauty that comes from, um, from submitting and it's not blindly and it's not without voice. It's actually the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. It's very clearly and very um, affirmed in the voice that you have, knowing that you're walking hand in hand with the gift that God gave to you. And it's, mm. it's fun. It, it's a fun assignment. Wow. Um, and it is not always, it is not always easy, mm-hmm. but it is always worth it. Oh, wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much, sis, for just sharing your heart and your experience, your wisdom 
and knowledge. I just think it's priceless when we submit and we submit to each other as wives, as women and understanding what they've gone through. So we don't have to go through the same bumps and bruises. I am girl. I'm all for (laughs) learning through other people and just connecting with them, creating relationships so we can learn how to become just the best version of ourselves and, and not having to just necessarily go through all of that if we don't have to. Right. (laughs) Yes. That's so true. That's so true. And I, you know, I just, I appreciate what you're doing even on this podcast and giving, giving us as wives an opportunity to learn and to grow and to hear from others and, and, you know, sharpen and be sharpened. So I'm grateful to be on this journey alongside you. Oh, thank you so much, Monique. I appreciate you. Love you with all my heart. Well, ladies, there you have it submission. And you know, I remember newly being newly married, and not really understanding what submission was outside of the worldly definition. And you know what society says in movies and TV. But when you understand it, the way Monique explained it from a biblical perspective, the way God intended submission to and how it should work, because it's a mutual submission, it just, it's such a different perspective. And it's beautiful when you in your marriage can really learn to be submissive to one another. So, so grateful for you to join us in this episode and our amazing guest, Monique Holman. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.